Hello and welcome to SEO Your Way to Success by The Plan Success. This is for all small business owners and solo marketing teams out there. I'm Phoebe and I run The Plan Success, a search engine optimization company, helping all kinds of businesses grow their organic traffic with the magic of search engine marketing. If you know you need to start SEO on your website or business, but have no idea where to start, then this is the podcast for you. Ready to grow your business? Ready to unlock the power of organic traffic? Let's go. And welcome back to SEO Your Way to Success. Um, It's currently 5am here in Australia. I was actually awake a bit earlier because I had a client call in Ireland and I just thought, you know what, I'm up now, let's get this done. Um, so you're in the trenches with me. So if I suddenly go quiet halfway through this podcast, it's because I've fallen asleep. It's just so you're aware. Um, but today we're going to talk about local SEO, what it is and do you need it? And then how to get started with local SEO as a beginner. Remember, we're all about keeping things at a beginner level here for small businesses who want to master their own SEO. I'm all about empowering you to do your own SEO and stop relying so much on social media and paid ads because truthfully, who's got time for social media and B, who can pay for paid ads? Um, So that's why we're big proponents of SEO here at The Plan Success. If you want to check out www.theplansuccess.com, you can find loads of free resources to download or you can sign up to my free mini course, which is absolutely free. You'll learn how to optimize your homepage or you can just head to at the plan success at, yeah, at the plan success on Instagram for loads of extra SEO tips. Um, but I'm always giving out loads of free, valuable SEO tips so that you don't have to pay for it. Um, OK, so let's get started. What is local SEO? It can be a little bit confusing if you don't know anything about SEO, but basically local SEO is when you type into Google a particular service that can be done in person, i.e. a lawyer, maybe an accountant, a plumber, a hairdresser, you type in best hairdresser. Now, even if you don't type in best hairdresser, you know, in your t- and then your town, um, so for instance, Sydney for me, Google will know your location from your IP address and it will be able to then deliver the closest results to you and it does this on a few different ranking factors that we will go into later Um, but you can also another common search people do is they type in you know plumber near me or lawyer near me and then when you type in these sorts of searches to Google you'll notice what pops up is a map and this is called the local pack and that usually has, if you're on your phone, it might even try and divert you to Google Maps, the app. Um, or maybe you've done this search in Google Maps as well. But those results that you get shown, they've all worked on their local SEO. SEO benefits all businesses who service in a specific region or interact with customers. So this can include retail stores, um, restaurants, cafes, hospitals, banks, construction companies, trades companies, um, like we said, specific services like financial services. You know, the list goes on and on and on. The only people that local SEO does not apply to is if you're a purely online business or you, yeah, purely online business, yeah, I'll just stop right there. (laughs) 
That's basically, it applies to all businesses that interact with customers in a specific region. So even if perhaps you don't have an actual, you know, brick and mortar store, but you go see your customers, then you can have local SEO. You need, you want to optimize for local SEO. But why do you want to optimize for local SEO? If you want to, you know, get more leads, um, have more sales, make more revenue, get more inquiries, have more foot traffic, you need local SEO because people nowadays are constantly searching on their phones, you know, looking for a cafe near me. 46% of all searches on Google have local intent behind them. To put that into numbers, that's 1.6 billion searches a day that are, you know, for people looking for a local result. So if you're not trying to optimize for local SEO, then your business is getting left behind. Gosh, sorry, didn't mean for that to sound so scary, but it is really important that you think about local SEO local SEO personally, because it's a great way for smaller businesses to compete. If you, for instance, unless you live in London, but even then you can niche down to your neighborhood. So for instance, in Sydney, I think there's like 5 million people in Sydney, right? So if I was, you know, a small hairdresser trying to compete in the whole of Sydney, it would be hard work to do that on local SEO. But if I just choose my neighborhood, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier. So it's a way as a small business, for you to really kind of do well with SEO without trying to compete with major companies like Amazon or whatever. The good news is local SEO, in fact, like most SEO, is not as complicated as you might think. In fact, if you've already got yourself a Google business profile, it used to be called Google My Business Profile, but now it's called Google Business Profile. If you've got one of these, you're already ahead of the game. Well done. You've got half the battle. Business profile is that little sort of uh, square little box that pops up when you're doing a map search result, so a local search on Google, or it might pop up on the side of the screen if you're doing a Google search uh, for your business on a desktop or laptop. Um, but you can claim a Google business profile. They're free. So that's really great as well. You just need to type in, you know, Google business profile on Google, <laughs> where else? And you can go about setting up. You might already have a profile that you're not aware of, in which case you can claim it because you need to verify it. So, you know, you'll go through the sign up process and then it will come to the verification part and Google will need to send you physically a code that will you will use to verify and claim your Google business profile. This way, obviously, Lots of fake people can't go about saying that a business is theirs. You do actually need to have proof that the business is yours before you claim a Google business profile. But once you've got your Google's, Google business profile, like I said, it's already half the battle. The first step, well, there's a few steps basically to local SEO. So number one, optimizing your Google business profile. Number two, optimizing your website for local SEO. Number three, all about gaining prominence. Um, now, there are a few more steps, but like I said, we're keeping this beginner level, so we're just going to focus on those three aspects, and you will see a really, if you focus on just what I'm going to tell you, you'll do so well, especially with the final steps on prominence. Now, the first step, once you've got your Google business profile, is optimizing your Google business profile, and if you've done 
understand the thing about SEO, you know, if you've ever Googled SEO, then you'll know that keywords are important and keywords are going to be important as well on your local SEO. But um, actually a pro tip, you will see lots of businesses trying to put their keywords in the name of their business at the top of Google business profile. Don't do this. This may work short term, but ultimately Google is going to catch on to this and will probably um, penalize companies that do this. So stick to the rules where it says, you know, name of business, just put your name of business. Don't try and put keywords in there. Where you do want to use keywords is in your description, in the categories, in your services. So if you don't know your keywords at all, then don't panic. What we're going to do is your first step is choosing your primary category on Google Business Profile. And if you do know your keywords, then you're going to want to find the service that best matches that. If you don't, sit down, look through the, look through the categories and try and find the most specific service that matches your business. For instance, if you're a nail salon, don't just put in salon, put in salon, salon. <laughs> never know how to pronounce words. Um, put in, you know, nail salon instead, okay? Um, so you wanna be specific about this. And then you get the option to have, you know, secondary categories. Don't go overboard. I see a lot of businesses putting in way too many categories and that's not actually um, effective. Stick to maximum about five, unless you actually genuinely have very lot, lot, a lot of services. But I genuine, generally think that a less is more, more approach is better here, okay? So choosing your categories, trying to go for as close to possible as your keywords. Um, and then another place for your keywords is gonna be important is in your description. So an example for that might be, um, let's go with that nail salon example. You know, Tracy's Nail Salon is the premier nail salon in, and here you want to say your location, in uh, North Sydney. Uh, it's close to me, but not actually me. Although I'm pretty sure I've given away my location a million times on here. So Tracy's Nail Salon is the premier nail salon in North Sydney, um, we specialize in, and here you might want to put in some of your other keywords. For instance, we specialize in acrylic extensions, gel nails, SNS nails, uh, nail removal, gel extension removals. So you can you know, put in all your details there. And you can also make it a little bit salesy. You can perhaps have maybe like, um, we were voted the best nail salon in 2020 or something. And then also maybe put in a call to action, get in touch if you've got any questions. Um, but your description is a brief overview of your business and close it with a call to action. And if you can, put in some keywords, but as always, don't stuff with keywords. And then the rest of your Google business profile is pretty straightforward, but you do wanna make sure that you fill out every single option. So that includes putting down the hours for every single day that you're open. Add images. Images are so important with Google um, business, local SEO. You really, really want to maximize the, all your options on Google Business Profile. So all the options it gives you, make sure you fill them in. The second part of Google Business Profile is making sure your name, address and phone number are up to date and identical. When I say identical, I mean like so identical you could not tell them apart in a lineup, okay? 
your name, address, and phone number need to match across the whole web. So you'll need to go and check your Facebook profile. You'll need to check your contact page on your website, or perhaps you have your address and phone number in the footer of your website. But you need to, or maybe you're in directories as well, or say for instance, if you're a counselor, you might be in a counseling directory, you need to check there, the address and phone number and name are exactly the same. Google looks across the whole internet when it's doing its crawling. So you really need to, for consistency and for trust and authority, you need to make sure that is identical everywhere. And that can be a bit of a pain, but there are tools out there as well that will match it for you. Um, but uh, you know, for beginners, I always say don't bother because you should probably know where you've submitted your business so far. So you wanna go back and check everywhere and make sure it matches across everywhere. And I really do mean that, for instance, if on your website you've got, we're in um, unit 3B with your street name, but on Google Maps you've just got 3B in your street name, that matters. I want you to go and make sure they are exactly the same, okay? step you can do. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. For local SEO is you can add in products. So if you're an e-commerce site, but you also have um, a brick and mortar shop, then that means you can add those products in to your Google business profile. So that means when someone's searching specifically for, you know, um, shoe shop in North Sydney, uh, or say like um, gumboots in North Sydney, and you've got a product, you sell gumboots, but, and you've uploaded that product into Google business profile, then it's more likely to show up there, which would be fantastic. When it comes to your website, let's keep things simple. Um, and all I want you to do is make sure you optimize your homepage for local SEO. Now, I have got my free mini course. So if you want to head to www.theplansuccess.com, that's a free little course you can do in half an hour or say, say so. <laughs> and it will teach you exactly how to optimize a small business website homepage. But basically what you want to do is optimize for the location, okay? So you wanna put in um, nail salon in North Sydney and you wanna have that in your metadata, you wanna have that in your title tags, you wanna have that across the homepage, maybe you wanna have it on a landing page. This is the kind of thing we go over in the course and how to lay it out and where to lay out your keywords. So I would definitely recommend checking out that course. Now, the final step of local SEO for beginners is prominence. Now, Google states prominence as well-known businesses. So some places might be more prominent in the online world, and as a result, they might get shown up um, higher than other small businesses. But when it comes to local SEO, Google decides who goes up to the top at, with three different things. Relevance, distance, and prominence. 
Now, unfortunately, we can't control the relevance or distance, or you can kind of control the relevance with your keywords, making sure you're showing up for the right searches, but we can't control the distance. Unfortunately, if you're 50 miles away from someone searching, chances are you're not gonna show up unless there's not very many results in a 50 mile radius. Um, but what you do have most control over is prominence. How well known is your business and what's the reputation like? So there's two things you can do here. Number one, PR, getting your name out there in the local community, taking part in local events, sponsoring local events if you've got the budget for it, um, collaborating, collaborating with other local companies as well, doing all that good stuff to get your name out there and which will also, you'll show up in mentions on social media, in local news publications, maybe on local blogs, on local business websites for sure, and that will all help with your prominence. And the other part, which is crucial to local SEO, I can't stress this enough, reviews. Reviews are the single biggest thing, in my opinion, that will help your local SEO. You get a good review generation strategy going and you are on your way to dominating the local search results. Obviously, you want to make sure that these are positive reviews. I don't think it will help if you have 500 one-star reviews with a lot of unhappy customers. Um, but the more positive reviews you can get, the better. So how do you get reviews for local SEO consistently? To be told, there's no secret to getting reviews. The best way to get reviews is by asking. And you can do this in a few ways. You can ask in person, like literally when someone comes in and you do a good job with them, you then ask, hey, if you enjoyed your experience or if you enjoy your product, please leave us a review. It would mean, mean the world to us. You can do this with a written ask as well. Um, you might often see on a checkout um, desk or you know at, um, at the till in a restaurant or something, there'll be a little card that says, you know, please leave us a review. Or maybe sometimes people put it in the menu. Get inventive. Where can you put a nice, polite ask, asking people if they've enjoyed their experience to leave you a review? You can also do this digitally. Um, once people, if they've given you their, their contact details, you can just send them a friendly email. Make it personal as well. Um, ask, you know, like, hey, we really loved when you came in with your family, whatever like that. If it's personal, people are more likely to respond. So also don't be afraid to ask older customers, you know, customers you've already served. Um, if they liked you, they'll remember you and they won't mind getting a request from you to leave a review. Um, just make it easy for them. That's the key. You've got to make it right in front of them. Here's the link to leave a review. Now, when it comes to Google Business Profile, they are pretty strict on the fact that you can only ask for reviews from actual customers. So I do, you know, I have come across businesses where they are clearly collecting fake reviews and it might be working for them short term, but ultimately it's not a good strategy. You don't want to be worried constantly that Google's going to penalize you one day. So do stick to reviews only from actual customers. However, on Facebook, um, they do actually allow reviews from non-customers and having reviews from different platforms, um, Google will see them all. So it does help if you also have reviews on Facebook or on Trustpilot. Um, so I do recommend that. But 
if you're a local business, just a local business, I do kind of always vote for getting reviews first on Google Business Profile as your main source of reviews. Um, now there are third party tools out there that can help automate this for you if perhaps you're really business busy or you've got the budget for it. But if you haven't, just getting a simple process in place where you either ask them when they're in the store, you have it written a few places in the store, and then once they actually visit you, you send them a couple of follow-up emails, asking them to leave a review, make sure those emails are quick, easy to understand, with a very easy to read link that helps them, uh, sends them over there. You could also offer incentives. For instance, um, you know, if you leave us a review, but don't try and bribe them, like only if you leave us a positive review, we'll give you 10% off, no, no, no. Only do it if it's, um, you know, just sort of like, hey, please leave us a review if you liked our service and we'll give you 10% off next time. But don't try and bribe for good reviews. Again, it's just not a good idea long-term, is it? Now, you do wanna keep, make, um, make sure that you respond to every single um, review. Google, again, watches out for that. So you're gonna wanna keep doing that. Um, What's on my notes? Um, oh yeah, also don't receive, um, don't avoid negative feedback. If you do get a bad review, it's not the end of the world. Look at it as an opportunity to improve um, and respond politely and make sure you say, you know, thanks so much for letting us know. We'll do all we can to improve the situation or get in contact with us, please. And we'll help resolve this into a situation. Um, don't delete negative reviews either. Don't do that. Um, like I said, just use it as a opportunity for growth, okay? Don't leave fake reviews for your competition either. All these sort of spammy underhand tactics, they're just not a good idea, are they? Are they? Let's keep things above board, guys. Um, so yeah, like I said, reviews are super important. It's important to get them across the board on different platforms, i.e. Facebook, Trustpilot, Yelp, but my favorite personally for local SEO where I see the best results is on Google Business Profile. Um, yeah, so I think for a beginner's point of view, that is everything today. So you want to make sure you optimize your Google business profile, filling it out to the max with your keywords as well. Then you want to optimize your homepage and make sure your name, address and phone, NAP or NAP, is exactly the same across the whole World Wide Web. Um, so that might be a bit time consuming, going back and checking that it's the same everywhere, but it is important. And then finally, making sure that you have a solid review generation strategy in place to get consistent reviews because that is so important for local SEO. So nice quick episode today, um, but I hope you're giving you some valuable tips on how local SEO really works. As always, I always strongly recommend that you stay away from any of these you know, um, hacks that promise you number one ranking within a week or whatever like that. Don't do it. Let's just stick with Google best practices. We are here for long-term growth. We are not here for spammy growth that could make us fall flat on our face tomorrow. I don't want anyone turning bankrupt. Um, and as always as well, I'm going to recommend my website, www.thepansuccess.com for free SEO resources that you can download. Um, if you also want to join my email list, uh, you can do that on my website or follow my Instagram as well, at The Plan Success, for plenty of free SEO tips to help your small business grow. So that's all from me. Um, it's now coming up to 6 a.m. Oh my God, it's so early. I'm probably gonna crash in a few hours. 
Um, but I hope I'll see you here next time, guys. Okay, bye-bye.